Leafs Converts, TLC OGs, Hockey World. What is up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. I'm Norman James, your host. It is great to be with you. December 31st, 2018, the final day of the year. What a year it's been for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and what a year it has been for the Leafs Convo Podcast. Mr. Agello and I rebooted this sucker from scratch in April, and look where we are. We are here, and here is somewhere. It's great, really. It truly is, but I think we can go much deeper, much farther, much higher. We're going to do it together. On this final episode of the Leafs Combo for 2018, Mike and I are going to talk about Garrett Sparks shouldering more of the load from Mr. Freddie Anderson, who's hurt. How long do we want Sparks in net for, and will it be a benefit to the Leafs, or will it be a setback? The discussion will ensue. Plus, we'll talk about William Nylander making virtually no impact on the team since his return. $10 million for a guy who... Has some great advanced stats going back a few seasons, but not doing much. We'll tell you why we think you probably just want to relax a little bit on any sort of William Nylander animosity or agitation or impatience. And Mike and I will have to obviously take our own advice. Mike's ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know you are too. So what do you say? Let's podcast final day of the year styles. The Leafs combo starts now. And here is Mike Agello. Michael, good to have you on the podcast. Things were going well for the Leafs. They're five straight wins. And then they get blanked by the Islanders. They lose their top goalie in Frederick Anderson. Are you ready to call the crisis hotline or are we the crisis hotline? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Norman. Um, well, I, I'm not ready to uh, you know jump off the peace bridge, as Andy Frost used to say all the time. Um, but... I mean, I think there's a reason for concern because we don't know about the extent of the uh, Anderson injury. Uh, Mike Babcock was very careful to not overstep his bounds and he said day to day. And he has said in the past when day to day, when I say day to day, it means 10 days. Well, I mean, I think that that might have been the reason why they made the transaction that they did on Saturday because Garrett Sparks. Uh, you know, has, I believe, less than 20 games of NHL experience, around around 20 games. Uh, and Casimir Cascasuo and Emin McAdam, their other goaltenders at the Marlies, have none. So they needed to go out and add somebody. And I don't know if that's an indication that Anderson's injury is is, uh, is more serious than they're leading on or it's just a, uh, you know, play it safe type of move. But really... I, I think that the, the inconsistency of Garrett Sparks played out in the two games on the weekend. He played well in Columbus. He did not play as well against the Islanders. That's you know usually what happens with young goaltenders, but in a t- with a team that is in a race, a tight race for first, second, third in the Atlantic Division, you have to have consistent goaltending, and that's why a lot of people are skeptical of Garrett Sparks, and that includes me. This is the Leafs Combo, Norman James, along with Mike Agello. Thank you so much for listening. Garrett Sparks needs to play to grow his NHL experience. He's only played 20 games in his career. He needs another 20. But in this season, with so much at stake, according to a lot of people, is this the time for Garrett Sparks to sow his oats and feel his way through the professional league right Mike um, there's a championship to be won and the Leafs really can't afford to be losing points because they're erratic yet talented goaltenders trying to figure things out well and this is something that I brought up with Garrett Sparks at the first day of training camp because 
He had been the primary starter when not injured with the Marlies over the last few years. And I asked him because at that point it was a battle between him and Calvin Pickard and Curtis McElhaney for the backup job. I had asked him, um, what adjustments have you made from you know the mentality that you have to have to be the starter and to start a majority of the games to being a backup where you're going to play a week, week and a half, two weeks. There's going to be that amount of time in between starts. And he, he said there was no adjustment. And that's what sort of took me aback because there is an adjustment. I know that I've spoken to other backup goaltenders and the adjustment that it is is like, you know, what you do to stay sharp uh, for those long stretches of time. And we saw what McElhaney did last year, and he was sharp even though he wouldn't play in two weeks. And, I mean, I do think that there has to be an adjustment when it comes to the Leafs using Anderson uh, because – you know, we don't know for sure, but I would assume that the groin injury that he has is based on overuse and fatigue. And they need to play their backup more than just 17, 18 games. And that's probably right now what Sparks is on pace for. They need a backup goaltender to play over mm-hmm. 20, probably 25. And I don't think right now, as he's played, Mike Babcock trusts Garrett Sparks enough to play him that many games. Are you getting out of the skin of the Maple Leafs with their brisk dismissive answers to you no no they, they, don't, they don't agree <laughs> no with my, adjustment and they, what did Beck babcock uh, how did he respond to your question none, about none, none. And, yeah i know they, they mike, don't mike got jello getting right in there they don't digging agree, up for the leafs convo they don't agree with my premise but i think in these two instances i've been proven right and it's not all about that i just think you know i i know based on you know, watching this game and listening to people who have played this game for many years that a backup goaltender has to have a different mentality than a starter. Uh-huh. And I also think that somebody who was sat out for uh, the entire training camp for two months of the regular season doesn't step right into the NHL right away. He usually goes on an AHL conditioning stint or ramps up. So in those instances, I think I was right. And I've sort of been proven right. <laughs> you have been proven right. And that's why you're on the Leafs convo, Mike. Thank you very much for all of your contributions. Michael Hutchinson, um, six of one, half dozen of another, not a superstar, but a guy who's reliable. Uh, his numbers are somewhat similar to Garrett Sparks, although he's played uh, longer in the NHL. Another former London Knight, if that means anything to you sentimentally. Yeah, I think the key thing with Hutchinson is 108 games. He's played 108 NHL games. He's played most of his career in Winnipeg. And I, I Peter Tessier, who uh, writes for Hockey Buzz and is our Winnipeg guy, you know, attests to the fact that, you know, Hutchinson is a solid backup that if, if the Leafs have to go to him, um, you know, if Anderson is out for a little longer than we expect and they have to play Hutchinson, he's very capable of playing well. Um, I mean, this was a, this was a, a good move both – organizationally depth wise and as an insurance against a a longer injury with, with Anderson Uh, Hutchinson had already cleared waivers. He was playing in Springfield, the American hockey league right now, Cascasio and Emin McAdam have played badly with the Marlies. They really need some experience and somebody Mm -hmm. to, to stabilize the goaltending at the AHL level. And since he had already cleared waivers, um, there was no worries about him getting sent down. Um, his salary is a million three, so about two hundred and seventy-five thousand of that hits the Leafs cap, but that's manageable. And they only gave up a fifth-round pick in twenty twenty, so this is a pretty good deal, a pretty prudent move by Kyle Dubas at reading the landscape and realizing that he needed a goaltender pretty soon. A couple of notes from practice: Freddie Anderson not on the ice, and William Nylander 
skating with his good buddy Austin Matthews, who might be able to ignite number 29. You'd think it would be William Nylander helping to catapult Austin Matthews to even greater heights, but it seems like you know everybody's tried on this team to light a fire under William Nylander's ass, and it just hasn't seemed to come. Um, Mike, real quick on William Nylander, are you are you concerned? There would be more pressure on William Nylander if the Leafs had not been playing well, but they have been playing well. They have been winning. Um, they won five games in a row, uh, scored over five goals per game up until the shutout against uh, the Islanders. So you know they're they're scoring. They're generating offense in spite of Nealander not being able to sort of get on track. So I think that lessens the pressure on him. But I think as we get further into the year and they need mm-hmm. goal scoring, if he is not producing, then I think the pressure will rise. And I don't know if it was just the general uh, play of the team, but at, after the second period uh, on Saturday, they did get booed. And uh, I know that there was some uh, booing when Nealander started to carry the puck at one point. Yeah. They gotta so, stop doing that. They're, they're, they're going. They're going to get on him until mm-hmm. he starts producing as he has. Been. No, they they should boo Kyle Dubas. I mean, he's the one who wanted to have him. They they went all the way through two months and then had to sign him. Ten million dollars for this season, and through thirteen games, he has made no impact, none. And uh, he's going to figure it out. But to be honest with you, and people know this in their hearts, they just don't want to believe it. William Nylander is not a necessity for this team. He was initially, but new guys came in. Marner came in, Matthews came in, Riley has emerged. I think he needs to be the star of his own show. And that way he can prove to the hockey world and the data heads that he can do it without having to be carried, elevated by a player who's of higher caliber. It is what it is, but you know, booing the guy Booing the team for a crappy period, no problem. I'm, I'm cool with that. And again, the boo is just, it's an instinct. People get upset about it. It's just an instinct. But booing William Nylander, it's just, it's, it's, there's, no, there's no reason for it. It's, uh, unex- it's not unacceptable. People can do whatever they want. It's unfortunate. Um, and I, I hope he gets off the schneid. As of right now, it's just, he's just kind of there. I, I was an advocate of Nylander being traded if the Leafs could get the top four defensemen that I think that they desperately need. Um, that didn't come to fruition. Now, as I have said a couple times, every Leaf fan, if you were for Nylander being moved for that defenseman or if you wanted him to stay long term, the, the goal right now is Nylander playing up to his abilities and keeping and keeping his value at the level that most people think it is you know it'll benefit the team it'll benefit the management of the team if they have to move them next summer when they have to sign mm-hmm. Matthews and Marner so I you know I mean I don't think it's, it should be adversarial I like William Nealander as a player I, I think that you know I mean the, the pr- there is pressure on him not as much as there would be again if they if they were losing but eventually he's going to everything is going to come together and when it does, then everybody can breathe a sigh of relief because right now everybody's sort of holding their breath. I think he should shave his beard. Maybe that's the thing. It's, it seems to be unlucky for him. I hope that his success is not conditional to playing with a player who's better than he is because it's, it's not going to bode well for the Maple Leafs. It's not going to bode well for his, any team that chooses to take him on in the future. If William Nylander is this exceptional talent who makes everybody else around him better, he should be able to make... Freddie Goche better. He should be able to make Nazem Kadri better. He should be able to make Mitch Marner better. Not just Austin Matthews. I mean, this guy, 
wherever you put him, he should be able to stir the drink, Mike. And I think the argument now from a lot of the data heads and the people who really, you know, have been on this Nylander train for so long is that, well, now he has to, he should be with Austin Matthews. You can't have him with cement hands, Nazem Kadri. We actually have a comment in the comment section. And thank you so much, whoever that was. I didn't see the name for, for commenting um, on, on Leafs Convo YouTube comment section and listening to us. But Nazem Kadri, cement hands, I've never heard that one before. And I think that's just, again, uh, it typifies, it's an example of William Nylander supporters who think this guy should go right to the penthouse. If, if he's not succeeding, it's someone else's fault. Uh, I, I, I think that, I mean, first of all, we know that the criticism of Nylander before the contract signing was, I think it was three goals in 20 games without Matthews in the lineup. Um, yes, I mean, he plays better with skilled players like Matthews. A lot of players do. That's not, a, that's not something to really rip him for. But right now, he's clearly, even with Stonehands, Nazem Kadri, which is ridiculous, and, you know, playing with uh, Connor Brown, who's no slouch, you know, he's behind the play. He's not, I mean, on the one goal, when they did put him with Kapanen and Matthews, both him and Jake Gardner got caught up uh, up the ice on the Barzil uh, hat trick goal. I mean, he's really not up to speed with everybody else, and that's understandable since he's missed three months of action. But eventually, he's got to catch up, and that's when I think everybody will, like I said, breathe a sigh of relief. Connor Brown won an OHL scoring title with over 140 points. St- stone cement hands Connor Brown. Come on, man. Again, I think people just, there's something about William Nylander that people are obsessed over and they're possessed by. It's become a distraction. And, you know, we, 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 feed, we fuel the flames. We're trying to bring in listeners, viewers who want to engage and interact. And we're going to talk about things that people get into. But we're part of the, not the problem, but we're part of the process. And I think it just all starts with one goal, uh, a good shift, a great game. And uh, the Leafs bearing success from Nylander's efforts. And they go from there. Mike, this is the last Leafs Convo podcast of 2018. Good year for us. Um, it's been a good calendar year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Any final thoughts on 2018 and what you're looking forward to in 2019? Well, I, I, I just posted and this, uh, this webcast or podcast will be posted on my blog as well but uh, I just posted like the top five moments of the uh, Leafs season and if you know I mean if you look at it I mean great goals by Matthews and Marner and Riley and Tavares uh, I, I considered the main one of the main accomplishments was the Marlies winning the Calder Cup but you will look at that and in spite of all the greatness in spite of all the talent in spite of all the potential and hope they lost in the first round to Boston they've lost to that team twice in the last five years it looks like they're going to play that team or buffalo again 2018 is the you know setup for 2019 and i don't know what happens i don't know if what happens when they play the bruins again they could win they could lose and i'm wondering what the reaction of this fan base that is so passionate that they're booing a team that's second in the NHL, um, you know, for having a bad couple periods against the Islanders. I wonder what the reaction of the fan base will be if this team with all their promise and all their points loses in the first round again. I hope for their, the, the Leafs sake that they have some playoff success this season. 
I'm confused by it all, Mike, because you see it in our YouTube comment section. Fans who are adamant the Leafs are still not there. So if there's a belief, and I don't know if it's consensus, a quarter of the fan base, half the fan base, it really depends on your age, how much failure you've endured, uh, how much success um, you've endured. You'd obviously have to be a really young fan. What your aspirations are, if you'd rather sit in front of your computer and run data and, and look at you know, the obscure numbers and you don't really consider winning a championship as part of what satisfies you as a fan, then you're, you're not concerned about uh, the wins and losses generally. So I'd like to know what our Leafs converts and TLC OGs are thinking about this Leafs season. Are you expecting the Leafs to contend for the cup or are you just, is it gravy if this team can get to the playoffs, beat Boston and there's your Stanley cup, at least for this phase of the championship contender building. I don't really have much else to add other than uh, thanks for everything in 2018, Mike, we really brought the convo back to a status that it was at a few years prior. And now we're on uh, what? 20 podcast platforms. The home base is on YouTube. We've got some big news coming up here in the new year, uh, new opportunities uh, for the YouTube channel. And we have a hockey team that uh, is the most popular in the world and always has something to talk about. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you like in two days or so. Happy New Year. Thanks, Norman. Well, well, that's going to do it for the Leafs Convo podcasts as far as 2018 is concerned. But wait till 2019 gets here tomorrow. It's going to be a big year for us and hopefully the Maple Leafs too. At Norman James TLC, at Mike and Buffalo, let us know what you think of the podcast, what we're talking about, whether you like it, whether you don't, how we can improve this project that we all know and love and support. That is the Leafs Convo podcast. You can also holler at me in the YouTube comment section like you like to do. I love you back. Doesn't matter what you have to say about me. Just keep it somewhat clean and we'll be cool for 2019. The Leafs Convo at gmail.com. That's a way you can reach me personally. We can talk about ads or sponsorships for the podcast going forward. We have some big news to share. That's coming up uh, relatively soon. And uh, we have a couple of spots for sponsors and advertisers in the podcast uh, for the first part of 2019. So if you want to get aboard, email me and we shall discuss. Lastly, TLCOGs, you guys mean everything to me. You've been with us since the beginning and we're growing every single day. Not just Mike and I, but you, Mike and I. We're doing it right. We did well in 2018. This next year is going to belong to us. For Mike Augello, I'm Norman James. Happy New Year, y'all. We'll talk to you soon.